Alrighty, welcome. Thanks for hanging out today and pressing play. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Record Spinner Podcast uh, with me, your host, Noel. I don't have any news on, in the vinyl community or the black vinyl community, if that is such a thing, um, on this day. Um, so uh, I will be looping back around. I do know that the holidays are coming up, uh, the Thanksgiving holiday in particular, and I hope everyone enjoys and is safe during this very unique time we're in right now where we don't know what is going on um, with anything. <laughs> so uh, enjoy and, and like I said, be safe. So moving right along, um, I got a whole bunch of good stuff recently. Uh, I got um, I got my Doom stuff, check uh, I got the Don Cherry record, check um, And both um, both of these recent grabs are cool But uh, I do want to highlight another recent grab That I was, a, was fortunate enough to get from overseas, of course um, And that is Mark Mack presents Visioneers Now, this record is... It has a special place in, in my heart. Uh, back before I even started collecting records, back when YouTube was new and uh, and I was uh, an active vlogger back in <laughs> back in early early uh, early college, late high school, somewhere around there, um, I stumbled upon uh, this album, "Dirty Old Hip Hop," which is. Um, a classic unto itself, um, and, and I know I use that word a lot, but uh, it, 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 it is. If you've ever heard it, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, essentially what it is is uh, a producer by the name of Mark Mack broke down a whole bunch of really cool hip-hop sounds, uh, beats, and, and just made them instrumentals, essentially. Um, there's, some, there's some tracks with some, some rappers on it. Um, but it's it's mostly just some some smooth hip hop beats, and you know me, uh, I'm a big uh, smooth and hip hop beat type of person. Um, so you you can't uh, you can't scare me away from having a good time with uh, with that um, with that intro, right? Um, the the first the first record I heard, um, or the first song I heard on this record, rather. Um, was uh, Paul's guitar story. Um, that was what I heard when I was in high school or early college, and I fell in love with this project. Um, I'm probably responsible myself um, for about 100,000 um, views on YouTube um, because that's where, where I first heard it. So shout out to Mark Mack and Visioneers, if I'm saying that correct, you know how I am with pronunciation. Um, yeah, it's it's just a really chill record, something you throw on um, on a Saturday afternoon like today. Uh, I don't have any music on in the background, as you can tell, um, because I got some <laughs> some responses saying that my speakers aren't good enough. Uh, I think it's probably my mic isn't good enough, but you know, my, I think my speakers are awesome. Um, I have a Audio Technica, by the way, turntable, very basic turntable setup, not anything extravagant. Um, we can get into the extravagant 
people uh, in another episode. But yeah, if, if you're wondering, I have an, a regular Audio Technica with uh, two, uh, I don't know what brand speakers. They're not Bose or anything cool like that. I think it's like some some Amazon knockoff speakers. Um, I got this set up about, about five years ago, five, six years ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe it's been that long. That's crazy. Um, anyway, moving right along into a topic that will, I, I promise you, I, pr- I will take um, a, a little while. I probably will go over uh, the 20-minute mark, as I typically do. But um, this one will, won't be an effort to go over. It will be an effortless uh, attempt to go over um, 20 minutes here. So I'm going to get right into it. So last week, uh, uh, last week's episode, I mentioned uh, the the black exploitation genre in film, and and no one reminded me of this. I just heard it back, and I was I was almost instantly appalled at the fact that I did not mention not once um, the impact of not only the black exploitation films that that I, I spoke a little bit about in, in, in reference to Sun Ra's Space is the Place, but the soundtracks to all of these films. Now, that was probably the reason why uh, there, there, was, there was such a return um, to the exploitation film genre um, in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, is because of the amazing music that comes out of these black exploitation films, a lot of it goes on to get sampled by hip hop producers that go on to be as big as uh, the International Players Anthem by UGK. I'm going to talk about Willie Hutch, of course. Um, and others, I mean, other artists end up being almost as big as um, the man who, the man, the myth that did uh, the one of the most highly regarded um, black exploitation uh, soundtracks and that is uh, Mr. Sir Isaac Hayes um, responsible for of course Shaft which we're going to talk about as well um, I, I just want to again go into uh, with, with this topic I want to go into uh, what not only what these films really meant or, or revisiting the the underlying issue of these films because I think I watched a few reviews after doing or while doing some research on this topic throughout the week and one thing that I continuously kept creeping upon um, was reviews explaining how uh, the characters in these films were extremely negative even the even the protagonists were negative and, and they you didn't want to root for them and these are black people saying this and and I thought we were we were kind of past that. It's 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 what I alluded to last in last week in last week's episode, with me explaining kind of the underlying effects of of what creates the society for uh, a character like Max Julian's the Mac to become um, uh, an antihero as opposed to uh, a protagonist or an antagonist straight up and down. Um, I think maybe that's too nuanced for some people, and I'm not being funny or <laughs> trying to be offensive when I say that. Um, but it, there are certain things that are in these films. There are certain scenes that are put in there specifically for you to understand this person's role 
or what this person how this person can be of some good to the black community in the mac you see this with uh, you see this with a with a really powerful scene where um, Max Julian's character uh, Goldie is uh, confronted by one of his uh, white colleagues slash counterpart slash bosses I guess, um, and he is he pretty much has to he pretty much ends up going to war with this uh, this evil villain the white man the evil villain white man here, and in this scene you see I think what it, the essence of a lot of black exploitation films are it's again. This independence from white supremacy. Not it's not about right or wrong essentially in these films. It's it's just about it's about that independence. I do want to reiterate that these films are microcosms of the exploitation or the negative world around us. I digress. I got some good music to talk about though. So so I'm going to go on into uh the first record. Uh, again, I mentioned uh the International uh Players Anthem, which we all know. I'm not I'm sorry. I, I'm very very sorry. Please don't stop listening. Please stay. Stay. <laughs> stay. I choose you, baby. Yeah, I love that song, man. Well, you know, I love the original almost as way more actually. Uh, you know, I, I think the uh, the remake or or the the sampled version that is done by UGK is a great song. It's a great rap song. Everybody talks about Andre Three K's verses uh, verse in that song, and, and it it is a good verse. But um, but yeah, I mean. You can't you can't skimp on a classic. And so like a lot of these amazing um, soundtracks uh, were later used in in the hip hop community. Of course, um, that happens with a lot of different genres. That happens with jazz a lot. That happens with uh, the the black exploitation. That happens with R and B. It happens, you know. And and it's it's a part. It's an element of hip hop. So you know, it's to be respected. It's not something that's lazy or you know or you know basic. It's it's an art form to to be able to choose which part of a song you're gonna loop and uh, create a new song to essentially. Anyway, gonna get right into it with Mr. Willie Hutch. Unfortunately, I I think he I mean he did a few other records. He wasn't a, a big time musician by any stretch of uh, of imagination. Uh, he uh, also did Foxy Brown, which is another amazing black exploitation film. Uh, he did the soundtrack for that as well, um, but. Mr. Willie Hutch and The Mac. The Mac is a film, again, where I told you already, uh, Max Julian is a pimp, essentially. And he um, goes to war with some white pimps or some white no-good people, I guess. Um, there, There's a whole bunch of different uh, elements to this movie. There's a brother who's like a revolutionary... Um, there's uh, the comedian Richard Pryor is also in this as as kind of like Max Julian's sidekick um, or best friend, however you want to you know call it, whatever. It's a really funny movie. It's a really good movie. Um, it it has a lot of decent elements of of what I was saying. Um, just that that black empowerment by any means, uh, self empowerment by any means. We live in a world where if you don't have money you're not you're not a person essentially you're you're a mechanism you're a pawn your your opinion doesn't matter so it's like a it's like a bit of realism almost like i mean yeah we can say like we would rather a film about a positive lawyer type like but 
what does that mean? That means that that lawyer is essentially assimilated into a culture of white supremacy where he doesn't even acknowledge that there's anything wrong essentially anymore. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's it's for me. Uh, I appreciate the the perspective of being able to define your own success. Uh, that is definitely a a, a a trait that I I possess myself. Um, I I don't try to adhere to any type of measured success standards, and um, I'm just not about that life. Next, we have one of my favorite artists. This is besides the black exploitation film stuff, essentially. Um, Curtis Mayfield, Superfly. Both names ring a bell, probably. If you, if they don't, then, you know, whatever. Um, they did a remake of Superfly, I think, and it was, like, trash. But, like, you know, the guy looked like fucking... Um, <laughs> the guy looked like... Uh, what's, the, what's the R&B artist? Uh, it might have been him. It may have been him. Um, I can't think of an R&B artist's name right now. That's so weird. Anyway... Um, yeah, uh, they did. They did a remake of, of Superfly. Uh, Curtis Mayfield. You can't remake uh, a soundtrack quite as amazing as Curtis Mayfield's Superfly soundtrack. Now, of course, there are bigger name soundtracks. We're gonna talk about one of them in a little bit. But personally, uh, Curtis Mayfield's music is way more geared toward what black exploitation actually, I think actually meant or actually was trying to uh, attempting to to present to the world uh, and I think his music captivated that um, songs like pusher man where we're not glorifying this this dope dealer essentially but we're explaining his plight this guy Curtis man like this first of all his stuff with the impressions is is classic is legendary so without even him having um, the music for black exploitation films, we would still know of and value and love this man. Curtis Mayfield is another one of those relics uh, in the in the black community for sure. Um, his lyrical content, his his storytelling ability through music, um, it was just genius, just genius. And so, what you have with Superfly, I'm sorry I didn't describe it. Superfly is essentially um, a, a drug dealer pimp. Um, movie uh, starring Ron O'Neill. You know, if we really had real critiques about um, black exploitation films, they would be: Why are all of the pimps? Why are they all light skin? <laughs> Max Juliet, Ron O'Neill. These guys look practically white, and I'm just joking, obviously. But like, there are there are a few films where you have uh, dark skin main characters, of course. So, you know, whatever. Um. What else do you need to know about the Matt or Superfly? Um, just, yeah, Curtis Mayfield's soundtrack is my f personal favorite. Um, it may be one of the most infamous, um, and it's for certain um, a classic. That's that's what you need to know about that. And and if you haven't seen the Mac, or, or not, not the Mac, sorry, or if you haven't seen Superfly, or heard the soundtrack to Superfly, I, su I suggest you listen. I suggest you go listen to it right now. Turn this off and go listen to it. We have to talk about Trouble Man. 
Marvin Gaye. Now, I'm going to be completely honest here. Trouble Man is one of my least favorite black exploitation films. I just didn't like it. I watched it. I, I think I reviewed it again. Uh, I revisited that film um, recently. Uh, I think I want to say last year, two years ago, something like that. And yeah, it just it just isn't the best. It's not the best movie. This is a, another cop black exploitation, right? Um, and it's it's not. It doesn't have the same. Um, magic that shaft does i don't know if that has to do with there there being a clear protagonist or uh or him being a part of you know no not really i guess because yeah shaft i'm I'm a fan of shaft so whatever um but yeah it's something about this film that i just is i'm not a big fan of um trouble man is marvin gaye's soundtrack though and let me tell you when i say marvin gaye did the damn thing um he did the damn thing. Marvin Gaye, of course, needs no introduction introduction at all um, to my little old podcast. If you're listening and, and you're not and you haven't been living under a rock, um, you know who Marvin Gaye is, at least by name alone. Um, so, yeah, uh, this black exploitation film stars uh, Robert Hooks. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't like it is because Robert Hooks maybe isn't a great actor. I don't know. The Hooks family. Hooks, if you're still alive, whatever, I'm sorry, I don't mean any disrespect. Just not my favorite film, man. Just not my favorite film. Um, But I do love the soundtrack, so it's one of those weird conundrums because, you know, Trouble Man, the soundtrack, sign me up. Trouble Man, the movie, nah, I'm not, I pass. I'll pass on that one. Um, Just the music on this record, though, is, oh my God, man, just... There's some songs where all you hear is Marvin moaning, and it's like, that's the best song on the record. (laughs) Like, he's like, he's humming, you know, or something like that. And that's like, it's that's all you're hearing, and and some little dramatic music behind it. I think that song is, uh, I think it's Don't Mess With Mr. T. Um, It has to be, or either the main theme from Trouble Man, maybe, uh, or T stands for Trouble. It could be either one of those where he's like just humming with like a, like a strange piano in the background and it's like yo Marvin Gaye's that dude <laughs> so so I love this record so much um of course it this has been featured in other movies um uh the the song that I'm thinking about is of course Trouble Man um it's a classic song um I feel very connected to that song even though you know I also feel like it's a very Detroit song too um I don't know why it has that tie to Detroit for me it could be one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, you can't judge me on this. Four Brothers, starring Tyrese and Mark Wahlberg. Uh, this film opens, <laughs> the credits open with uh, with Trouble Man. Um, and I, I think it's such a badass opening. Um, I think it's such a badass song. Like, it's a really good song. Um, and, and I enjoy it a lot. Uh, I play it. This is probably... And to just showcase how much I love this record over all other black exploitation records, I just told you that Curtis was classic, right? I just told you he's the man, right? The last time I listened to Superfly, probably six months ago to a year ago. Um, the last time I listened to, to Trouble Man, like last week. Like I pull this out so often to listen to it because it touches my spirit. 
Um, just the lyrics on Trouble Man, you know, I come up hard. Like, you know, like, I didn't really come up hard, but, you know, to, to hear that, like, speaks to my spirit. Like, my spirit animal, who is a snake or something, I don't know. Uh, anyway, switching topics. Not topics, but switching records. Um, one more record. One more record to, to mention here. Um, as one of my classics or one of my faves, um, and then we'll get into an honorable mention. Uh, this record needs no introduction. Um, this artist needs no introduction. He is uh, much like Marvin Gaye, and in the sense where he crossed over, he wasn't like a Curtis Mayfield and stayed underground and didn't really bubble up or become a big name. Um, this guy became a household name. Um, almost solely off the back of exploit black exploitation films and um yeah what, what else can i what else can i say in the intro for him like i own a few more of his records uh hot buttery soul um uh, that's a classic um one of uh, one of my favorite another one of my favorite movies um dead presidents has this iconic scene where they're driving planning this robbery and they're listening to um walk on by which is such a emotional gripping song i love that song um isaac hayes and shaft now again i have to kind of go with the same route as as um trouble man um with the with the film of shaft right the film of shaft is not my favorite and i say that in spite of the fact that shaft is actually conscious he's a black conscious cop essentially and that is definitely an oxymoron today i don't think that exists now uh, but it probably did at one point and i think that that's really cool that um here's this guy who's uh who's who's essentially one foot in both in both sectors one foot in both aisles if you will um and yeah man the remake with samuel L. jackson was amazing uh i felt that Samuel L. Jackson became Shaft. I think he really got the he really took the took the torch and continued continued moving. Um, but of course, no one can do it like the great Richard Roundtree. Now, the soundtrack, the soundtrack is is a classic for sure. It's a it's a it's a bona fide classic. I can't even sit here and say, oh yeah, it's a no, it's it's okay. No, it's a bona fide classic. However, it's not it's not memorable to me there's of course it's how that sounds weird right because you think of shaft you think of that i mean he has a he has his own theme song he has his own theme music that has translated has transitioned uh beyond the actual movie itself you hear you hear the theme the shaft everywhere all the time um i think that that speaks to to uh, isaac hayes's genius however I also think that um, that beyond that, apart from that, it's it's not really a it's not really a hearty album, right? Like, so I can dig the fact that you have a song that but that transcends um, the the whole reason it was created. I, I I got you. That's awesome. I fuck with it. However, I mean, all these other uh, black exploitation records I have up here, like they all are classic, full bodies, full front to back, complete records and i think shaft leaves a little to be desired a little bit so and and i know that that's probably an unpopular opinion fight me or debate me about it 
I'm I'm all ears. I'm I'm well, I'm willing to hear people defend the entirety the the entire body of work of Shaft versus the entire body of work of Trouble Man or the entire body of work of Superfly. The albums, not the not the um not the movies. So <laughs> All right. So with that, I have an honorable mention, and it's an honorable mention because it's it's not. I don't have the the soundtrack to it. However, um, I, I do have a few sound. I do have a few albums by the artist, and that is uh, Mr. Melvin Van Peebles. Um, now, this record, Brayer Soul, it's really awesome. On the back, it has uh, of course in the message, "Free Huey." I think that spoke to the consciousness of the brother Melvin Van Peebles. Uh, super conscious brother. I I enjoyed him. I enjoyed uh, Sweet Sweetback as well. It's a it's a very comical, nutty type of um, black exploitation film. So uh, it it definitely I think it definitely doesn't really have. It has some elements of those uh, of those things that I was mentioning earlier, but it also has a lot of just kind of just raunchiness to it, which I'm all for it. I like raunchiness, so whatever. Um, this record I uh, heard of, obviously, because of one of my favorite producers. I'm not even going to say his name at this point. If you don't know, then go watch a, uh, go watch a earlier episode or something. Um, but, yeah, uh, I heard uh, one of the samples that he used and kind of spotted it, spotted that. Um, and then when I heard this record, I was like, oh, like this is this is where he got it from. And, of course, I copped it. So, um, yeah, and so how that happens, just before I end off here, uh, how that happens is I'll be in a record store well, pre-quarantine days. I'll be in a record store and um, I'll take a record up to the you know listening. Usually in record stores, they have a listening station where you can just you know sample a record if you want to buy it or not. Unless it is you know in the original rap. If it's in the original rap, you can't open it. Whatever. I hate that policy too, but we're not going to get off on that. <laughs> um, Anyway, so I'll listen to it at the listening station, and there'll be so many times and so many instances with records where I'll, I'll do that, I'll sample it, and I'll be like, yo, like, I think I've heard this somewhere. Knowing good and well, I haven't heard it heard it anywhere. It was just probably a Mad Lib sample or, you know, whatever. So um, with that, uh, I do want to close this chapter of my, my, my show here. Um, I thank you for the interest, the co- the continued interest in the black exploitation um, genre. Um, I hope I parted some type of uh, wisdom or, or information uh, with these films. Um, it can be a very sticky situation. I do understand uh, a lot of perspectives when it comes to um, the narrative of black exploitation films, um, but I I do think that owning this narrative. Uh, is a part of uh, understanding fully uh, what these films were meant for. Um, if you just look at it surface level, yes, they're all fucking buffoonery. It's all buffoonery. It's all coonery. It's all jive turkeys and all that stuff. Totally. I totally get it. But if you peel down a layer or two, I think you'll start to see that there was some elements of of actual thought, of black thought, in these films that were put in these films not all of them of course like i said like there's some films where I, you know i think yeah it was just a silly film or it was you know it was just a film about you know a shoot 'em up film essentially whatever but in a lot of these films um there are elements of real 
consciousness that is trying to be conveyed to the watcher, the listener, etc. And um, and I think if we miss that, then you know, we deserve whatever we get. However you want to look at it. That's been my time. I appreciate you. Peace.